0: Are first first ever podcast and um sitting here with uh russell oshman also rushman also rushman as the golfer and uh steven spagnoli also known as steven spagnoli the golfer
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. um russ tell me a little bit about uh your philosophies on golf
1: Oh, man. Well, I don't know that I have a set philosophy on golf. I really enjoy it. You know what it is? I like to play golf. I like to be out there, and I like to hit the ball. I like to be with friends. And I also like trying to be better.
0: That's fair. Now, do you also like playing golf by yourself?
1: Yeah. I mean, I go I go to the range and practice by myself.
0: Right. Now, how long ago did you start golfing? That's a short
1: question. <laughs> okay, let's take it back. So, I feel like I've been golfing for many lifetimes. <laughs> like, I honestly, okay, we're already getting into it. Um, people ask like, okay, what's, what's your heritage? Where are you from? I don't really know, but I feel like my ancestors were from Scotland. And I feel like, cause the name Oshman is like a dweller amongst the, like uh, under an ash tree. But I feel like my people were hill people. And I feel like my people were there when golf was invented in Scotland. So you feel like your lineage drives you
0: and has basically brought you to the game in its essence from your unknown lineage.
1: Yeah. I feel like the same drive that made the first people want to hit a ball towards a target and getting into a little cup is the same thing that drives me to hit a little ball to a target and to get into a cup like it's like it's ancient so so tell me about your first experience golfing then oh it was terrible i'm just kidding <laughs> was it was it on a course no it was in a park i used to my dad had golf clubs and i remember watching golf on tv because my, my dad knew this guy named John Ward. And they used to gamble. And John Ward was like a big time gambler. He used to gamble on football, baseball, basketball. And he, and he was a big time golfer. Because I think gambling and golf kind of go hand in hand. And so I remember watching like, shit, I must have been like eight years old. This is like 1990. Watching some sort of tournament. And watching these guys just like putt this ball. <laughs> and it like always went in the hole. I'm like, oh, that, well, that looks easy. I can do that you know. And so then I went to the garage and I found my dad's golf clubs <laughs> and so I went to the park and I grabbed a, a wedge, like it could have been a 6 iron, I don't know. And I was just trying to hit a ball towards a target, towards a tree. And I would just stay out there for hours and practice hitting a ball at a target. It wasn't even practice. I was just playing. Right, right. You know what I mean? Without knowing that you're practicing. Well, no, I well, I think this gets into the whole difference between practice and play right right well when, when you're practicing practicing with the purpose but yeah. yeah but i was i was playing
0: but that's the, i think in that's... the
1: same way where like you wouldn't you wouldn't go to a kid who picks up like a handball and then and, like uh, he just hits it against the wall and be like oh what are you practicing handball he's like what are you talking about i'm fucking I'm playing handball right that's what i was
0: gonna get at is you know you're you're just having fun right mm-hmm. and it's most uh innocent way you're hitting a ball play right you're hitting a ball and and while you're doing so you're learning without somebody telling you without somebody teaching you yeah you're just figuring it out
1: like the first people who ever golfed nobody they just like they must have like seen a stick and a ball and hit it and been like oh this is fun i'm gonna hit this ball towards this thing right Like, how did golf get invented? I don't know, but I was talking to this guy who
0: is 93 years old. At Baker? At Baker, and his name is Eno. And he was telling me the story of how he was a pastry chef back in Germany. And in the 50s, he was working and his boss wanted to... Wanted him to go somewhere with him. And he was like, nah, I'm good. And then he's like, oh, we're going to go to South America. You want to go? He said no. Wait, he's from Germany? He's from Germany. In what
1: year? 57. Are you sure? Yeah. And the Germans wanted to go to South America? Because this sounds like some Nazi shit. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Yeah, well, I I don't... I didn't ask him um, what his contacts
0: were. Very wise, Uh,
1: very wise. Okay, sorry. I digress.
0: No, um, so I was, you know, just listening to him because he was telling me a story and, you know, he went on to tell me that they went to Scotland and you know they wanted him to be their chef. And so he said, okay. And he was entertaining large parties of people. So there's a chance that he could have been involved in something bigger and, um, crazier, but that, that's neither here not for nor me to hear, yeah. neither here nor there. Hear or say um, what his... Right. We don't want to cast
1: aspersions. Right.
0: So I'm I'm listening to the story, and he's like, so they took me out to play golf. He's like, and I fell in love with it. And he said, and you know, back then, the the clubs were different, you know? They were wood. And the Mm -hmm. ball was much smaller. Hickory shafts. He's like, and they didn't go as far. He's like, but the game, he's like, it was the game. It drew me in. He's like, and I loved it. I loved playing it. I loved being out there. He's like, and those courses are so beautiful. He's like, they're, they're, you know, big, large, green grass. He's like, it's, it's totally different design than, you know, what, what, what you have now. He's like, and now it's beautiful as well. He's like, but it's different. And, um. You know, I just remember him telling me about how the game was and the ball, and, the, and I was, like, just fascinated. It was it was totally incredible to, you know, hear the story of this man telling me about, you know, playing golf way back then. And he said he eventually got really good. Um, and his poor wife had his clubs, and she ended up getting rid of them.
1: <laughs>
0: and he was... Very terrible. sad, but yeah. he laughed about it when he was telling me the story. Now he but, laughs. Um, yeah, it was interesting just to hear that story. And but isn't about how you know he just went to that that land. So it takes you back to you, and you know that he obviously didn't have the
1: same lineage as you. But there's something about <laughs> the game itself. There right? is when something you play, about the game itself. When you play, like it, exactly, he's like he didn't. He had no idea what golf was. No, like hey come golf with he goes out there and he's just like he's like whoa there's something about this that just i want to do it more right and
0: you know I, I can look at myself and i remember growing up looking watching people golf and i had never done it there was a golf course down on the pch in you know Huntington beach and um you know a lot of people would tell stories about golfing there and you know, heard is like a cool pitch and putt. And yeah, they I all can drift only imagine driftwood, right? Yeah, and I can only imagine how cool it is because you're right there on the beach, right? Like it doesn't get any better than that. Um, par three. Yep, I it there. But I never was into golf. I just thought it was the dumbest game ever. Um, couldn't understand the concept of it. It didn't make sense. I watched it on TV. It's like, you know, it would put me to sleep, kind of like you know, reading a book. And whoa, that's just me.
1: Um, as you're
0: entitled to that but as I got older my dad ended up getting into golf and you know I went golfing with him and you know I remember him telling me the lessons of you know head down arm stiff eye on the ball and don't try to kill it and be smooth grasshopper yeah it wasn't even so much just being smooth just don't try to hit it as hard as you think you want to you know and I never got the concept of it until probably I was, you know, in my 30s, and then I was like, oh, this game is actually fun. Um, you were playing. Yeah, I wasn't quite playing, but I actually started to enjoy it, and then, it's like you said, you know, you get on the course, and you play, and then you realize, man, this is challenging, and it's teaching me so much outside of it, you know, but you don't understand this game until you get involved right and and going back to that being a kid and just playing and hitting the ball i mean there's something to be said about not being overthought not being overcoached yeah. not being you know overcritical and then just enjoying it but as you get further into it the more mechanical you get the more consistent you get and you realize that there is potential to be what everybody tries to be is a scratch golfer, right? Somebody that can go to a course and play par. And I think that gaining experience, gaining the knowledge of the game, understanding the basic mechanic principles and then being able to do them gives you that advantage of the game.
1: I don't know, I don't I don't think I think some people when when they play golf they're just playing golf like I was when I was 9 years old enjoying it right and 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 when once you start to be like there's something inside people that makes them want to be better right and would and you say to, all people or just no people? no certain people I would never make a statement that would generalize people into a category of like all people want to do this all people want to do that because I I, I think that's a, a fallacy, right. right? I say certain people just go out there. They want to drink beer, hit the ball, listen to music loud, listen to music loud, have fun, don't give a shit, right? And there and there's some people who who care about the game, and they and then when they go out there, they're focusing and they want to play well, and, but they never practice, right? and then there there's other people who have who have broken it down to an extent that you've broken it down and even go so far as to like want to make a podcast about it <laughs> right and that that it, it gets inside of them and they and they start to try and dissect the the mechanical aspects as you would say the scientific aspects right but i but i think you know there For every, for every golf ball and every golfer, there's, there's a, there's a a different interpretation of the game. Absolutely.
0: You know? Absolutely. Just like people. I mean, you could have people doing the same thing, but all of them are going to have a different approach to it and a different viewpoint of what it does for them. Yes. Unfortunately for myself, it's like anything that I get into is I always want to excel in it right like i want to i don't think that's
1: unfortunate though well it can be well it, it if you get to a point where the drive for perfection like overtakes you but like wanting to be excellent like bill and ted's excellent adventure <laughs> is not is not a bad righteous th- <laughs> yeah it's not a bad thing right but right. that 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 says something about you as a person who wants to excel in the things that you do right right and and this this is what i like about golf too is because normally you don't play golf alone unless you like you asked me earlier like would you play golf alone i was like heck yeah i'd go to the range alone but at the same time normally you're you're paired with either friends or strangers right and you get to know Either a stranger or a friend on the golf course, on how they react to bad things, how they react to good things, how they are in the moments in between the shots they're taking, right? It it's like a um, a revelation of character. Golf, right? Right? In 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 a way that I don't know that many things are. Like there was this old story. Like I heard this in a, a book on tape because I'm a dork and I listen to golf books on tape you also like to read I do love to read (laughs) and we'll get into that in future episodes but it there was this thing and it said if it was like in a dating manual from like the 1900s not well yeah like early 1900s and it was like if if you meet a girl and you want to get to know her and you're not sure about the girl take her golfing you'll learn more about that girl in 18 holes of golf then you would in 18 years of being, you know, with that person or dating that person. Her character will be revealed. She has a bad shot and she gets pissed? <laughs> you better watch out. If, you know, if she's got a bad shot and she shrugs it off or she has a good shot and she gets excited or she has a good shot and she plays it off like it's cool, it's it's a it's a revelation of character golf because it's set because it's not it's not like a, a team sport or tennis or swimming the ball is stationary and you have to hit it and nobody is forcing you to hit it like some people get up in front of the ball and they like take like 10,000 hours it feels like and you're just watching them like god damn hit the god damn ball like, like really 16 practice swings not you you don't do that you know it's like you know, and some yeah. people get up there and hit it and don't care, right? And that's why business is conducted on the golf course, because it reveals like, does this person cheat? Right? right. If you if you are with a person like with a chick, and and she's like got a ball and it's in her bad lie and she like kicks it out into the fairway, you are like, oh, this month this motherfucker cheats like a motherfucker. You know what I am saying? <laughs> <laughs> so you can be like, oh, if she's gonna do that when I am watching. What is she going to do when I ain't watching? Like it's a revelation of character. Yeah, it's interesting. It's super it's a fascinating game. Yeah, it, it was invented by my ancestors. So I'm convinced of that. <laughs> well, um
0: to to not not go off the topic and try to stay on it like the the idea of being overzealous of achieving what very few people get to. I mean, if you look at the statistics, right, of average mm-hmm. golfers, you know, a majority of people in our age bracket, which, you know, is roughly what, 30 to 40, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, most people in our bracket are roughly 16 handicap, mm-hmm. okay? um as the lowest handicap guys are going to be like in their early 20s teens to 20s right they're coming out of high school or college and playing and um and this is just guys that are avid golfers um that
1: have, have the means to but, to they practice the and
0: play they, they have the means to practice and play right i mean like for yourself i mean i can only speak for myself right um when I first got the bug, I was, like, wanting to ch- practice chipping. I was like, okay, if, if I'm going to do anything, this is the easiest way to do it. It's free, right, because golf is not cheap. Um, I could go bring my own golf balls and practice chipping and getting them close to the hole, and I'm working on contact, striking the ball, figuring out where it's at, and I'm seeing immediate response and having to play it, Yeah. you know, so I could start it off short. And then I worked my way further
1: out. And no way. How did you figure that out? What do you mean? Just logically. Like, most people, when they first want to play, they want to grab the driver and just hit the shit out of the ball. Yeah, I don't know. My, The thing was is that I had a kid,
0: and my daughter was a baby, Sage. and I didn't want to, yeah, and I didn't want to, I didn't have a lot of money, so what could I do? And it was free. I could go to the golf course and practice chipping. I'd never free, got a bucket. I never got a bucket because I couldn't afford the bucket and I just kept practicing chipping and putting. And then, um, you know, I go play with a couple buddies and you know, we were getting discounts on the local golf course or we we're going playing really cheap nine hole courses and, you know, would play for like ten bucks or fifteen bucks or whatever and where did you play? Uh, Bixby. In Long Beach. Long Beach. Were you living in Long Beach? Than... No, I was in Huntington. And um, so I was chipping over at Metal Arc at night on the lights on the little hill and practicing like, you know, 20-yard chips onto that little green and, you know, just trying to figure out how, how the ball... The
1: green on number two.
0: And the green on number seven.
1: Behind the driving Okay, garage. okay, yeah, yeah, right, right. They actually have a good practice setup at Arc. Yeah. Yeah, the little one, like, it's like a eight-foot circumference yep. little practice screen to where, like, you're in between where hole 10 is. Yep. And where the putting green is, all that. Yeah. okay, yeah, I know. There's that happening. one, too. But there's, like, the secret, like... Oh, the, the one that's over on the back. Yeah, right. on number two. That's along that's yeah. along Graham Street. That's when you
0: become part of Metal Arts Golf Club, you can get over there. Yeah. But um so that's that's how I started it and and I didn't hit the driver uh very often. Um you still don't. <laughs> Just no, kidding, I'm Doug. Definitely not scared of the driver anymore.
1: No, you your driver is it's improving. Um definitely
0: not scared of the driver. But I'm I I've i would hit the driver, but I I w I wouldn't go to the driving range to hit balls you know i'd I'd go look and see if there's any extra and i'd go hit them if i saw them on the thing and that's how i got that but most time i was just playing and playing and playing and not practicing and then when i got older you know i was like man i really want to get good at this game and so i started actually practicing but that wasn't until a few months ago
1: when when did you buy your first set of golf clubs do you remember your first set of golf clubs that you bought that yes. weren't hand-me-downs? Yeah, TaylorMade MCs. 2004s. It was
0: like a complete, but I, complete b- set? Yeah, but I bought them like, used and they were like... Well, you used new. Yeah. new to, they were new to you. No, no, they were totally new to me. And, and I actually, I went and got fitted and uh,
1: they told me to take Callaways. So the first set of clubs you ever bought, you got fitted? Uh-huh.
0: And I didn't even know what I was doing, so the guy was like, oh, "You know, get the high launch, Callaways, blah blah blah." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." And they were like, right around the same. They How old are cheap. you? Uh, Thirty,
1: four, five, six. It was like four, five years ago. How old do you know? Forty. Really. Old man. You don't seem a day over forty-two. yeah
0: so that's that and i ended up not getting the i got the clubs he told me to but i couldn't hit them so then i took them back and i was like i want something i can look at and feel good hitting so i got the taylormans and then uh played with those until recently when were you how old were you when you first got your first set
1: fuck bro i was like i was like 16 you bought your first set yeah I bought, I bought a complete set from uh, the Sports Chalet on Warner and Magnolia. So you've been golfing for a long time, dude. You've been hitting the ball for a while. I wouldn't say I've been hit. Well, uh, like I said, it's in the blood.
0: <laughs> you were hitting it before you were born.
1: Doesn't mean I was good. Well, in the in my <laughs> DNA, like that goes into the, the soul of the game. If if there wasn't a soul to the game, then people wouldn't be so intrigued about it, right? Right. That old German dude, Klaus. No, Eno. Eno. Brian Eno. He wouldn't have gone to fucking Scotland to where my ancestors first invented the game and played it and been like, oh, this shit's cool. He would have been like, this is lame. Why are we hitting the ball with a bell dang stick? He, it took like one time he hits the ball and he's like, I get it. Right? Yeah. There, there's a soul to the game it was, it was just something that was always I was always like drawn to it and I wanted my own golf clubs and I bought this Wilson staff complete set that was like now I think I, I had them for a long time I think I got rid of them which I'm, I probably should have saved them but I was like I'm a golfer now <laughs> I got golf clubs it was old <laughs> green bag you know and there was so like awesome. a divider like all my I was... I love
0: the I love the divider with the 14 way divider. I'm a big fan of it because with... that way when you forget a golf club, which I've known to do,
1: you can look in your bag and be like I forgot a club. Yeah. I think that it's hard to lose a club. I don't I don't think I've ever lost a club on the course. Are you a uh... Have you ever thrown a club in anger or broken a club? One time I threw a golf club it ended up in
0: a tree and that was part of the first set that I had bought and I climbed that tree and I got that golf club back down. Nice. And after that I never threw a golf club. And I threw it like half jokingly not like like super angry I was just like you know, goofing around and threw it. And then I was like, oh, man. And I remember looking up at that tree. That thing was like 30 feet in the air. And I was like, how am I going to get this down? Have, have
1: Have you ever thrown a golf club? <laughs> I've thrown one golf club. <laughs> and you were there. <laughs> but I made it count. Well, you know, the fact
0: that we've only thrown a golf club one time I know a guy that you know. Yeah, I know. Who, I know. Who's thrown a few golf clubs? The same one over and over. Unfortunately, still playing with the same bent one. Um, I, I want to say out of the fourteen clubs in his bag, at least eleven of them are bent.
1: No. Twelve. Oh. No. <coughs> no. I don't know that they're bent. I think his swing's bent. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not true. No, I know he actually has a good swing, dude. He does. He's got the patent. Okay, he's got a good swing. Dan, you're gonna listen to this. We're <laughs> Dan, talking. To, we're talking about you, Double obviously. D, the Double we D. We know. He already knows. The Double D. Double. You got. You got Dan. that draw. You got the the patented Dan Demolski draw. It's like three feet off the ground, and it goes. And he, but he lo- he loves game, and it, this goes loves back. It. This goes back to the whole thing. Is like. I would rather play ten thousand rounds with him, and watch him throw clubs and get you know frustrated and then hit beautiful shots than I would with you know anyone, because that's a beautiful human being. No, I Dan is
0: one of the ones that got me into the game, um, besides my own father. But you know I'd go practice with Dan, and I well practice I mean I go play. Um, my dad pretty much just played his days that he played and I never played with him until it was his birthday or something um, but you know I started playing with Dan and that, that was that was fun and he didn't throw his clubs as much back then yeah. um, <laughs> but uh, you know we'd just go play those regular courses but Dan was good and, and Armin too man like Armin's good and we'd go play a Metal arc, and they were always betting and that's when, you know, I got into the skins game, and I was like, what is up with the skins? And he's like, oh, you bet a dollar. And I'm like, oh, cool. Okay, I'll try it. And then, you know, after paying $18 every time on top of the green fees, I'm like, dude, this sucks. Like, I am going to get good because mm-hmm. I'm tired of losing money. Mm-hmm. So that's when I, like, started really practicing the chipping part. I didn't understand the swing. I didn't understand the swing. I'd watched the videos on Golf Now, Martin Hall, and... Uh, Michael Breed and try to emulate what they were doing and it I just didn't understand it Um, but I didn't have enough play as a kid right like practicing just not practicing but just doing it and getting comfortable with the actual tool yeah you know yeah but now I feel like I got a better understanding of it and I I will trying not to take lessons i'm going to try not to take lessons and i'm going to try to get myself to scratch and
1: i'd like to do that in the next two years yeah there's an old i forget where i heard it i think it was um harvey penick who was like this old school golf pro who worked in austin country club and he he had this um he wrote this uh, book, The Little Red Book. He he was a golf pro, a teacher for like fucking like hundred years or whatever. Obviously not hundred years, but he he would coach a lot of people who were, went to college and went pro, and you know. I, I I think the swing is overrated, and it's all about contact. And what Harvey Penick said, he's like he's like because he was coaching these college players and the college players would come to him, was like in match play, right? Where it's just one-on-one, hole by hole. You just gotta win the hole. And they would see the person they were playing on the range was like, oh, this person's got a terrible swing. And Harvey Penick would say, he's like, look, if you're playing a person with a horrible swing, it means that person knows how to play golf. They know how to score. And they've grooved their swing. No matter how shitty it looks, they've found it. And you and do not underestimate this person. Right? It's like it's it's not always about the beauty, it's not always about like the Rory McElroy or the Ben Hogan swing. Well, I think those swings are you know, one percent. Well yeah, the top one percent. And like but and everyone tries to emulate those those beautiful swings throughout time, right? But there's something to, to be said about the person who doesn't get lessons, like Ben Hogan. Ben Hogan never got lessons. He maybe had a few tips in his life, noted tips that have been documented. I think we've all been given a tip or two. <laughs> <laughs> I've given a tip or two. Yes. But it's not... It It's about being able to repeat the motion and to make the ball go to where you want it to go. Right. Now... When you think of yourself as a, as a golfer,
0: right, in your swing, did you try to emulate any professional, or was there someone that you tried to replicate?
1: When I first... No, now.
0: Well, when now... When first started golfing, I mean, you were just trying to hit the ball. Well,
1: now I, I, I have pictures in my mind. I, I try to think of Ben Hogan. I, watched, I just watched the videos and I watch him swing, and I read his book, Ben Hogan's Five Fundamentals, and and the whole theory of the single plane or or staying under the plane of glass and trying to strike the ball in that manner. You know? And I, was, and I, I had to come to a realization. I was like, I'm not fucking Ben Hogan, man. <laughs> I'm me. You're but also Rushman. I'm also a Rushman. And I can have... I can have that feeling that Ben Hogan talks about about a pure a purely stricken golf ball and how that feeling just goes into your butt and you're just like, Oh, that's what keeps you coming back.
0: Chewy, this one's for you. But did you pure it?
1: <laughs> Not chewy John. <laughs> um No, I, and then at like at a certain point when I really started taking it seriously. Is like I don't I don't wanna have like a Rory McElroy or a, a Tiger Woods or a or a Mo Norman or a or a Ben Hogan or a Jack Nicholas swing. I wanna have a Russell Oshman swing. I wanna own my swing. I want it to look like how it looks when I swing it. And I wanna own my own swing to where I don't go up to the golf ball thinking about what other people would do or what other or how other people would approach it I want to think about is like what am I going to do how am I going to approach this what is the feeling when I take it back what is the feeling when my hips open up what is the feeling when I pure it
0: now did you did you play other sports as a kid yeah so other sports being like what football and baseball I played it all okay did you ever watch professionals yeah Okay, did you ever try to watch them and try to do the same stuff
1: that they did, whether it be football I, well, moves,
0: basketball moves, or baseball moves?
1: Okay, I'm like I'm like a kind of a nerd because even when I was playing baseball, I, I got Ted Williams' book, right? And Ted Williams, who was arguably one of the greatest hitters of all time, he wrote this book, like The Science of Hitting, or whatever F it's called, right? And I read that book, and I, was like, and I read it, I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> but i was like but i wanted to understand right i'm, I'm right. like the mindset the mindset you know and, and what he talked about like i i was an okay hitter in high school i was like a decent i'm a better fielder than i am a hitter there was a story that went around huntington high school about a
0: possible home run that you may have done and you uh trotted around the bases
1: No, no, no. I mean, I did hit, are you referring to like when I was in Little League? Oh, it might that? have been Little League. Yeah. <laughs> when I was in junior, senior, and I, I hit a home run, and I went around the, the, my first home run. Okay, I was a fucking, dude, I was a, a a seventh grader, and I hit a home run out of Edison, like a high school varsity baseball field, Right. And I, I fucking pured it. <laughs> like, like it was a three wood. And this shit rose <sighs> right over left center field, right? And I was like freaked out. I'm like, oh, shit, I hit a home run. It was the, I never hit a home run when I was playing minor A, minor B, majors, nothing. First home run ever. Pured it, right? And I'm going around the bases and I round third base And I like, well, no, I hit second base and I started doing the Kurt Gibson like arm (laughs) thrust. And then I hit third base and I started doing like the Deion Sanders, you know. And then I like, I thought I hit home plate. I still believe to this day that I did. And then the opposing coach got out and said he missed home plate and they, they, uh, whatever, challenged it. The umpire said, oh, so my first home run ever in real baseball. I got out <laughs> and I was just like and and like this this is like the shithead that I was as a kid as just like a top of the world a-hole like nobody can tell me nothing I got out of the dugout I was like we all saw it go out of the park baby and then I went back it's like call me out I don't care it's like oh man I can't believe you brought that that's terrible <laughs> it happened though it happened you know what, dude? You can say that you hit a home run. Yeah, but I got called out. Oh, uh, whatever. I hit hey, I
0: we all saw it go out of the
1: park. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. That was my retort, like Oh man, I was Now uh, um terrible. Well what I was getting at
0: <laughs> is, you know, like growing up I would watch surf videos and skate videos. Mm-hmm. And you know you you watch these videos and you you like these guys style right cuz surfing kind of relates to style or whatever yeah and um uh, i never you know relating it to golf i never was like trying to get into the same style as i was just kind of like watching their form and watching how they moved and like yeah dude i, I noticed this guy's style is super smooth fundamentals but, were, but yeah but there were certain things he you know you notice about surfers like the front arm would be like yes calm that, that's fundamental or, or the front end front arm would be up and the back arm would be down whatever it was balance yeah and just you know the way that their legs were moving and their hips were turning and pivoting into the wave or whatever um You know, the same thing with golfing is, I think, what you watch. But I I don't think that you try to, you know, do exactly what they're doing. I I think it would be crazy to try to have a swing like Tiger Woods or Roy McIlroy. You know, or Jack Nicklaus or whoever, right? Sam Um, Snead. Sam Snead. The slammer. (laughs) Well, you know, Brett is the big easy.
1: Yeah. Well, Well, he's... But and see that's the thing too when like when you watch you can learn things from just watching amateurs. Amateurs, amateur golfers, right? You watch your friends play and it's like I fucking like Brett plays golf, Brett Schwartz plays golf like like he surfs. He's just like he's smooth. Butter. He's fucking smooth as shit, man. Butter. Never never throws a club, never gets up, never gets down. He walks Hot up knife to the ball on a butter. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Owns his
1: swing. Doesn't, doesn't probably never practice a day in his life, but like, at golfing. Yeah, but that, that swing looks like he's polished it. He owns it. Yeah, for sure. He owns his swing. For sure.
0: That's the goal. Now, that being said, you practice. Now, you try to practice. Right? I
1: do practice, yeah.
0: And, you put in time now when did you start practicing hitting the
1: range shit um
0: like consistently trying to get better
1: probably a few months before i first met you like what is it 2017 2017 that's
0: 2021 now so about four years ago yeah i started hitting the range yeah, I had this idea
1: that I was I I don't know why I was just like I don't even know where the idea came from, but it just came to me. I was like, I'm gonna win the fucking U.S. Open. <laughs> well, you laugh, but I I still I think it's I'm a- not laughing at you. <laughs> but that's why, like, I'm that- just
0: laughing that you have that awesome idea that you could. Go and win the US. Yeah, open. I don't, and I don't you, even know. You can.
1: And you can. Yes. It's possible. It's totally possible. That which is possible can be done. Right? And so I was like, I'm gonna win the US fucking open. And I, but then I was like I was married, I had kids, young kids, and I was like, Okay, when can I play golf? I was like, I shit. It's like I have to play golf. If I wanna play golf, I have to wake up at four in the fucking morning. Before anyone else wakes up mm-hmm. And that's when I started going to Baker I was like okay I'm going to be the first one out And I'm going to go And play golf and, and just try and get better And then I'm going to go to the range And I'm going to ch- ch- Just keep working And I did it alone I played alone for a year I played at Baker alone At 5am in the morning For a fucking year Until you met me yeah, and then, because when, when I met you, because with Kevin, was like, hey, my buddy Steve has, you know, he has some electrical work, and I was like, oh, I like money, I'll work, and that's when we met, and that's when I was like, yeah, I play golf every Sunday, or whatever, I play alone, You're like, and you were like, oh, I like to golf, I'm like, yeah, but I play at like 5am, it's the first tee time, nobody, nobody plays at that time, you're like, I'll fucking play. I'm like, get out of here. I just met you. Like, <laughs> okay, guy. I'll be there Sunday. I'll see you there. And then you fucking showed up. <laughs> Damn was, right. And that was the start. You're like... I
0: watched him open the gate. Yeah. I watched him open the gate. Yeah. And there are those two same guys that were there every Sunday too. Those mm-hmm. two old dudes.
1: Mm-hmm. I wonder what happened to them. That Well, that's where paper came from. Yeah. Okay, so like these two old guys would play... And whenever like we were always behind them or or like in front of them or something, but usually we, behind them. Somehow we were always listening to them talk. Like it was this one guy. They were like old as shit and they were crusty as hell and like overweight, but like they loved it and you could tell they were friends. And did they're waking up at five in the morning to go? Golf. And they were going to play golf. And anytime anyone had either one of them had a good shot, they go paper. <laughs> because when when you get a hole in one, you make the paper. And you make the paper. So it was like so. Any it's like for a good like year and a half, anytime anyone had a good shot like towards the green, on a tee shot, we like, were paper. <laughs> and the, and you actually made the fucking paper. Yeah, I did twice. twice.
0: Valentine's Day and May first. Symbolic. Six weeks apart um yeah but that was that was a cool that was a, actually a cool way to uh get to know each other I mean we obviously in the attic working in 140 degree heat was
1: fun well the first the first time I met you like I I knock on the door like I went to your house blind never I had always heard about you because they were like oh you like Steven Spagnoli you look like Steven Spagnoli. I'm like'm I'm like who the fuck is Steven Spagnoli, you must be one handsome motherfucker who looks like that, Right? Because I always heard about you in high school, but I never knew. And then when Kevin was like, oh, you got to do work for Steven. I was like, okay. So I went and I knocked on the door and Sage, your daughter, your oldest daughter, answers the door and she's like, you look like my dad. And I'm like, I've heard that before. I'm like, <laughs> like, very nice to meet you, young lady. She says... Oh my gosh.
0: You look like my dad. Creepy. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and then and then I and then I go to and then you answer the door and you have this bandage on your on your ear that is bloody.
0: Awesome. That was right when I had my ear surgery. Yeah.
1: Do you remember that?
0: No, I don't remember anything. Okay, this is
1: before I actually <laughs> did the work. I was just coming to look at the job and you're like You had like blood coming out of your ear. It's awesome. With like this dirty bandage (laughs) on your ear that was all bloody, and I'm looking at you. I'm like, God, I look like this motherfucker. (laughs) But you were like, you were like upbeat. You're like, you're like, yeah, okay. So here's what we gotta do. I want to put an FAU in my attic. I'm gonna put an AC over here. And you think you can do it? I'm like, yeah, I can do it. And you're like, well, here's the thing too. My mom needs one too. So like maybe you can give me a deal, like a two for one type thing nice you remember that sold it yeah yeah and i'm like i'm like yeah whatever like double the work like i'm like i give do your deal i don't care <laughs> nice that was the you like this like you look like you just got out of a fight with like no yeah, we did my mom's house first right yeah but it looked like you just got out of a fight with mike fucking tyson oh and he bit and he you bitten your ear off and sorry mike <laughs> no that's cool mike you you're the man mike I'm just a Mike, yeah, legend, legendary, dude, legendary, legendary. I wonder if he golfs, if, if Mike, if you do,
0: hit us up, I'd like to take you golfing,
1: yeah, he'll take you golfing, oh. <laughs> I'll go too, I'll be your caddy, I'm just kidding, he won't hear this, he might, he might, delusions of grandeur, it's my number one, uh it's <laughs> it's the same type of thing that like made me think I was gonna win the us open <laughs> <laughs> like I, I pick up golf clubs I'm gonna win the us open oh I'm gonna make a podcast everyone in the world's gonna hear this <laughs> you never know you never know you know you never know but you don't ever know Mm-mm. and what's the point of life if you're not gonna like shoot for the fucking stars yeah right I mean that's why you want to be scratched that's why you want to like you want to do it you want to be the best yeah
0: one of Sages coaches uh, Jesse Martinez had told her and probably the team but you you know you you want to practice for perfect and you settle for excellent
1: yeah
0: right and it's just about always putting forth your best
1: effort. I yeah, mean, effort. It's all about effort. Yeah, and then and
0: attitude. Yeah, you, attitude is huge, for sure. You know how you how you how do you handle your mistakes, right? Do you let them make make the round go away, or you make the game go away, or do you rise above it and come back? You know. And that's one of the most important things that I think that this game has taught me is. That you this game and, and the game that she loves, which is softball, it's like, dude, you can't hold on to your mistake, right? Like, it happened. You can't take it back. You know, you, you can hold on to it and let it ruin the rest of the game, or you can forget about it as quick as possible and move on and, and you know, make it up somewhere. Just keep, keep doing your best and, and learn from it and move on. Yeah, you know, it's like the athlete's like, mentality is short term.
1: It's like life. I think uh Bobby Bobby Jones had a quote. I'm totally going to butcher this, but he's like he's like golf is the closest game to life. It's like you you have good shots, you have bad shots. But no no matter what happens, you got to play it as it lies. It's and you, true. And you keep going. It's like when yeah, when when you awesome. when you f up in life, it's like, you can't, you can't add like, oh, you'd pet. be like
0: that girlfriend that kicks it out of the,
1: yeah, right. <laughs> she like, ah, oh, I got well, a puppy yeah. life. Some people, and some people, live, I didn't land in the sand. Some people, some people live life that way, right? I didn't
0: land in the sand at someone's day. But,
1: but like the ultimate goal is to be that type of person that's like, you know what? I, I, I set up, I tried my best. Yeah. Like I got a bad bounce or I had a bad shot, but I'm going to keep going. I'm going to, I'm going to do my best on this next shot. I'm gonna I got got a chance just give me a chance
0: oh your chance is there just might not have the best odds of coming out perfect but your chance is there
1: right but I think like sometimes
0: even when you can't find your ball you still have a chance you wanna know why could you get another drop you could drop it
1: you could always drop it like it's hot
0: Mm hmm. I don't know lose that ball let's take a take a second that was a nice break good break um, go to the bathroom relieve yourself um, don't remember where we
1: were at doesn't matter but uh, it's the first one everyone knows it's like when <laughs> it's it's just like how we started when did you first start podcasting
0: I, I'd like to think of it not as so much podcasting as opposed to just having conversation a dialogue of something that we both you know are passionate about amongst other things you know our our kids and families first but the balance of this game and its obsession how quickly it can want to take over and trying to keep it all into
1: perspective right in the same way when when i was a little kid i had school i had family I had all these things, but I chose to do something that I wanted to do, and I had no idea what I was doing, right? In the same way, when you first started, you had no idea what you were doing, but you made a choice to start it. It's the the same thing with this podcast. It's like, we're not, we don't know what we're doing. We might as well be a nine-year-old kid or a fucking, you know, old Nazi dude. <laughs> not that we're Nazis, because we're not. <laughs> Full disclosure. No, going back to the story, if you listen to the whole thing, that makes sense. Um, you know, just picking up a pair of golf clubs. A pair. Picking up golf clubs. Get set. A set of golf clubs. Like your first one that you bought at 16. Yeah, Wilson staff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a green bag. That's not the point. The point is we're, we're starting from something. like we have something to say.
0: We do have something to say.
1: And we have, we have something to talk about. And maybe people listen. Maybe they don't. It doesn't matter. And maybe it's golf. Maybe it's life. Maybe it's... Today pol- it's golf. Today, it's golf.
0: Next time, probably something else. I mean, there's a lot of things to talk about right now. Uh, 2021, we're just uh, getting into a year of COVID, so interesting times.
1: Yeah, but they're all interesting times. They are, but
0: oftentimes you're not so lonely to reflect on it all. You know what I mean? When you get isolated and having to separate from everything so that you can either reflect or hide or whatever it is that you choose to do the choice is yours my friend the choice is yours but um, interesting times nonetheless which is another topic to talk about we have been trying to golf for a while um, never had a problem getting tea times at five o'clock in the morning. All of a sudden 2020 comes, can't get a five
1: o'clock tea time. Yeah, well, it's it's like a, it's a it's like a, a zeitgeist. It's like when baseball first first started in the 1860s, which I think is relevant to our times. You know, when when there's times of turmoil and there's times of strife in the culture, People seek out activities of leisure, and and getting outside and doing things that allow them to play. Oh, it's a way to decompress, right? I mean, otherwise you're going to be right. But it but it goes to a general a general feeling within society, and in the culture to where, you know, people just like certain things. Catch fire at certain moments It's like how do you explain disco <laughs> Bell bottoms Right Shit just fucking This is like oh this is this is fucking cool Right But disco was always there Present throughout all time It's just there wasn't the uh, The means to make it happen
0: I don't think disco has <laughs> been present The whole time It
1: was the spirit of disco was Has always been there I stand by that. Alright. Hundred percent I stand by that. How could you how else could you explain the Bee Gees? I can't explain the Bee Gees. <laughs> you can't. And yet they happened. And everyone with a soul recognizes that the Bee Gees were a moment in time when time, space, body culture, physicality, m- music, all came into one synthesis, and they have staying alive, stand alive. And that that spoke to not only the generation at the time, <laughs> but the generations for all time. It was a marker.
0: Oh, once the once that song was made for sure.
1: Yeah, but the spirit of the times had to allow for that song to be made to be manifested. Manifested in the same way, to where when my ancestors invented <laughs> golf, that was like the disco of the fucking fifteen hundreds, oh. and they didn't like there was no there was no light up dance floors back in the day, right? No. But there was golf courses. and the golf, Were they lit up? You're damn right they did, in the <laughs> moonlight. In the moonlight. You don't know that they didn't. They, right. No, I'm talking about the, the il y a certain je ne sais quoi. That certain, I don't know what, that makes a spirit of a time have a certain characteristic. Right, in the same way where cats in the 70's were dancing to disco and cats in the 1400's were trying to play golf it's all coming full circle people are trying to play golf again because they're trying to get back to the roots of what it is to exist as a human and get back to that element of what it means to look at a target and stand over a ball Try and whack that motherfucker to where you're looking Sorry, I'm cussing <laughs> oh, Now we're out of the PG range Don't cuss, don't cuss I have to cuss, I'm a cusser I use
0: I use those words as nouns and, and verbs and adjectives George Carlin cussed
1: You know uh, who else cussed? I'm an... T- awesome t- Rushman? No, this is blasphemy oh. Jesus cussed Blasphemy I know I said it was. He did. You can't prove that he didn't. It's just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm that not, not going to argue that point. Jesus and the whole thing about Christian, that's a, that was a spirit of the times too. And I don't think you can say like who's to know that the spirit of disco, the spirit of golf and the spirit of Jesus aren't all the same thing. <laughs> that was an interesting plot twist that you threw in there. If they all come from God, and what is God? God is the one. God is the golf ball. Uh, maybe I've gone off the rails here, but <laughs> maybe slightly. You know, I didn't. I didn't ask to be born this way. True. <laughs> sure. Maybe I did.
0: Well, I think that's gonna yeah. conclude the first one. We're gonna end right there. Yeah, you're gonna end me on that one. I got. I, plenty. I got. Plenty. We'll pick up. We'll pick this up next week. I got plenty. And
1: uh, any final thoughts? <laughs> yeah. Be good humans. Love each other, but at the same time, just try and pure it try and pure it I'm gonna uh,
0: end on a biblical note since we started talking about Jesus yeah go biblical Uh, I think one of the simplest things is you can treat others how you want to be treated golden rule dude Um, and uh, it goes on and off the golf course
1: golden fucking rule
0: so uh, it's the same lesson that I try to live for every day and I tell my daughter when she goes to school and um just keep it simple and
1: uh try to peer it should you